This episode of Transmissions is brought to you by Prime Toys, where you can get collector-grade toys without the collector-grade prices. Prime Toys normally offers free shipping for orders over $150, but in June, use the code TRANSMISSIONSFREEOVER50 and ship for free after spending $50 instead. Remember, that's primetoys.net and the code TRANSMISSIONSFREEOVER50 at checkout. This episode of Transmissions is also brought to you with support from our listeners. If you are able to donate and can help us make transmissions as good as it can be, please visit our support page at transmissionspodcast.com support. On that page, you will find links to our Patreon page and a way to donate via PayPal. If you can't donate monetarily, please help us out by spreading the word about our show. Hello all sentient beings and welcome to the Transmissions Podcast, where we talk about all news, toys, and comic books related to the Transformers! On this episode of Transmissions, we interview Transformers Generation 2 artist Mr. Derek Yaniger as we talk about his career and Transformers. So pull up a seat at the Tiki Bar and grab yourself a drink. We're about to start Transmissions. Welcome to Transmissions, and this is not your father's Transformers podcast. I'm your host, Charles, a.k.a. Big C, and I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team. Yusuf, better known as Yoshi. Yo! Jeremy, a.k.a. Yakko. Hello. And no Daryl this week. Let's talk Transformers. All right. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Jeremy. You saved the day. <laughs> All right. Well, we, we miss Daryl. Daryl's uh, still uh, in computer hell and, and house renovation hell. So we hope things are going well and, and he'll be able to escape purgatory and come back to us soon. Daryl, we miss you, buddy. It's amazing. It's amazing how much hospital time asbestos will really give a person. <laughs> when, what was that he tweeted about black mold? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Canada is a rough place to live. <laughs> it's the type of thing I'd check for before I actually spent money on a house. But, you know. Maybe they don't have home inspections up there. <laughs> Maybe they don't. Daryl, Somebody I might needs to get the Red Cross over there. Daryl, I might have to reconsider that hug when we get to TFCon. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Just... a retracted Charles hug. <laughs> Just wear, wear one of those bunny suits. <laughs> All right. Well, we gotta we gotta move the show on without Daryl, uh, but uh, we hope he'll be back soon. Not a problem. Not a problem. <laughs> uh, but this is a special show. Uh, we're not doing the regular segments. Uh, we actually have a special interview, and this one we want to really thank our Patreon supporters and donators because this interview would not have been possible without your help. Uh, because the person we were interviewing. Did not have uh, access to uh, a Skype account, so we had to actually do it the old-fashioned way. Call them up, the, up on the phone, spend real money to make that phone call. So uh, your Patreon dollars are at work to make this interview happen. So uh, let's uh, get into that. And Yoshi, who'd you bring with us? I have brought uh, comic book artist extraordinaire Derek Yaniger, who uh, who worked on Transformers Generation Two back in the '90s, and I'm I'm just so excited, and I'm I'm so grateful that we we had the support to be able to do this. So uh, thank you to all of our listeners, and uh, let's get kicking on this interview, guys. 
Our guest today might be best known to our listeners from his work with Marvel Comics on The Web of Spider-Man, Clive Barker's Hellraiser, Toxic Crusaders, and of course, Transformers Generation 2. More recently, his art style has taken a turn to the retro, as his art is at the forefront of the current 1950s art movement. Please welcome penciler, inker, colorist extraordinaire, Derek Yanniker. Derek, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. We, uh, we're, we're really excited to have you on. You're, you're, you're somebody we've all looked up to. Your, your art style is definitely unique, and we all really have enjoyed it. Thanks, man. It's very nice of you to say. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start off with uh, some quote-unquote serious questions here, and then they'll, right. they'll get a little bit lighter as we go on. Okay. Uh, was there a certain point in your life that you can look back and say, hey, I want to be an artist? Um, you know, I was, I, 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 I had a pencil in my hand since, you know, first, like I came out with a pencil in my hand, <laughs> but, uh, so I was always drawing as a kid, but I didn't, I didn't ever think that you could have a career as an artist. I never thought of art as a job. Uh-huh. Um, and my dad had a friend who owned an ad agency and I was probably about 10 or 11. Um, and he had, he had seen some of my, my scribbles and uh, asked me, do you want to be an artist when you grow up? And I was, that was the first I ever thought that that was even a possibility. Um, so that's when it really lit the fire. That's when I, I, I said, this is what I got to do. I mean, you, you know, what else am I going to Hell, I can't do anything <laughs> else. So <laughs> I got no other choices. But uh, so that was really it. And ever since then, I knew I kind of really knew. I always kind of had my, my eyes set on art for a, for a career. So, yeah, that was it. Awesome. Can you tell us how you you yourself broke into the comics industry and what was your first real paid work? Uh, sure. Um, see, around the time, I mean, I was always a huge comics fan growing up, like like just about every kid, you know. Um, I was obsessed with it. So I mean, in the back of my mind, I always kind of dreamed that someday I would work for DC or Marvel, you know, doing comics. Um, so I... It was probably around the early '90s. It was the early '90s, and I was in a I was in a band, a punk band in Atlanta called Dead Elvis. And so I was always drawing zombie Elvises and skeleton Elvises and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> That's and awesome. And I had kind of, I had, yeah, I had accumulated a, a pretty hefty stack of that kind of artwork, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I figured, you know, let's, you know, let's let's give it a shot. So I put together a portfolio. Um, and I, I'm in Atlanta, um, and they have the Dragon Con, uh, uh, in Atlanta. Uh, and so, you know, Marvel comes and DC comes and they're all set up. So I, I, you know, I slept around with my portfolio and all my, my dead Elvis drawings and just went and just bugged the hell out of them. Um, and then, uh, the Epic, which was the, which was Marvel's graphic novel division, uh-huh. Um, a editor there named Mark McLaren liked what he saw and um, kind of offered me a, a story in Hellraiser, um, Clive Barker's Hellraiser. So that was the very first gig that I had, professional comics gig. Wow. Um, before that, I had done advertising illustration and I did Red Lobster children's activity books and, and you name it. I mean, I had done a lot of different stuff. Um so I was thrilled. So that was the first, that was the first 
first chance I had and the first paying gig I had. So you walked into Dragon Kong and Con and came out with a with a, a job? Uh yeah. Wow. Yeah, I I did. Um yeah, it was very exciting. It was kind of scary, but it was yeah, it was exciting. But yeah, and it was and it was Hellraiser. So I mean for me, you know, this, you know, punk kid, you know, with tattoos <laughs> and you know, I was in heaven. I mean, oh my god, you know, of course this is work I couldn't show my mom. But That's yeah, a- you know, <laughs> That's yeah, a pretty big but, title to go from uh, basically obscurity to uh, a yeah. mainstream title. Wow. It was weird. Yeah. Now, it before, was weird. before this slips my mind, what instrument did you play in your punk band? Drums. Good. Awesome. Just barely. You and me <laughs> both, buddy. Uh, <laughs> we were terrible. We used to call it drunk rock. That was what. what <laughs> we were the worst. Uh, we had fun. It was a blast. It was just goofy you know but fun well fun is fun is a big key component to anything we do yeah oh yeah so uh do you recall how much say hasbro had in the story and the drawing of the characters on the transformers book you worked on i you know i don't i i never um they never contacted me directly or said anything i mean i would basically do my pencils you know on the official marvel paper and then I think back then I, I would fax it because I was in Atlanta and, you know, they were in New York. And so I would fax my pages and get approval. Um, and I was kind of different than a lot of the artists because I was on most of the stuff I was doing my own inks as well. Mm-hmm. So once I got approval, then I would go to the ink phase and then send that off. But I don't think... I never really heard much about, you know, I never really got any of that. I mean, I'd have to make a few changes here and there, but for the most part, no, I, I, who knows? That was all behind the scenes, I guess, but they didn't, I was not privy to it. So you got a pretty solid script then to work with before you started. Gotcha. Yeah. And that's what they would do. They would send me the script and I would just go. Um, they also sent me a big box of, um, transformer toys. Which uh-huh. I don't know where the hell they are. I can't believe I don't have them anymore. I'm kind of kicking myself. But um, <laughs> I'd love to have all that stuff. But anyway, so they sent me all those toys, and that's really what I used when I was drawing. Um, you know, this is great. You just hold it in your hand, and you can rotate it, and you can get all the different views. So it made it a lot easier. Right. So, uh, so yeah, that was pretty cool. It was fun. So one of the one of the big changes with regeneration or uh, generation two or uh, updates, if you will, was the redesign of Megatron from a, from a handgun to a tank. Yes. Did, did you have any say in that? Do you know the story of how that came about? I do not. I okay. do not. They just told me he's being revamped, and it was, you know, in the storyline, so I kind of saw it coming. But, um, no, I don't know who designed it. You know, they, you know just like uh, most of the, you know, draw the Marvel way and they would send me the books that had all the different characters. So they sent me the, you know, the different views, the turnarounds of Megatron. And I just, I just followed what they had done. Gotcha. So. Uh, Charles, you have a question, sir? Yeah. Um, Derek, did they actually send you uh, one of the new Megatron toys? Like the, I, I believe that tank had like some voice or, or sounds or electronic sounds oh, yeah. or something. No, I never got that one. Okay. I never had that one. I just they just sent me the the drawings, you know, to follow, right, for, for reference. But yeah, no, I never, I never, uh, I never had one of them. I wish I did. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, no. I, you know, 
didn't send me anything. Okay. Um, how much communication did you have with uh, writer Simon Fern, Furman during the run? Um, I never, I never communicated wow. with him. Yeah, no, I, you know, I, I think I was just, you know, at that point, kind of just a hired wrist, you know, and I'm just, you know, do this, monkey boy, draw, monkey boy. Well, so, you know, I, I take a lack of feedback as, as a compliment that I'm doing a good job. And maybe that's, yeah, I mean, no, I your didn't work get, speaks for I, itself. It's pretty good. I didn't get, thank you. I didn't get, uh, I was lucky that I didn't get, they didn't put me through the ringer. I mean, I, you know, but I, you know, all my experience doing um, advertising illustration, I mean, working for advertising and working for companies, Coca-Cola and IBM and all the different, that's the most, that's the worst. I mean, you learn really early to give them what they want, you know, because otherwise right. they'll put you through hell, you know? So, uh, so I got really, I was pretty good at that point at, giving people what they wanted, you know? Um, and as long as I stayed through the reference and, and the characters look like the characters, uh, they pretty much left me alone. But, you know, I, you know, in the early days when I, when I was doing it, I was amazed that I got away with so much violence and so much gore. I just kept thinking, and you know, it's, it's, it's gore, but it's not, I mean, they're, you know, it's, it's metal, you know, and it's, it's oil and transmission fluid. It's not blood. It's, 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 hoses and pipes it's not entrails you know but <laughs> the way i was drawing it that's what they were to me you know and that's why all the drips and the, the shells sticking out of their faces and all that i mean i i was amazed but it was a it was a it was a great way to do the kind of horror stuff that i loved and get past the comics code yeah you, know? you found a way to circumvent the system that's for sure yeah. say it's got the comics code sticker on it so i know it's official i can't you know so yeah, it was so much, I just had a blast. I mean, I kept pushing it and pushing it and thinking they're not going to let me do this, but they never said anything. They let me get away. I guess, with I guess you just go for it, and if they tell you no, then back down. Exactly. Yeah, and I started kind of a little. Well, you know, my main influence um, at the time when he, when they approached me, Rob Tokar was the editor um, for it, and I had worked for him on Toxic Crusaders, which is just horrible. Toxic Crusaders, and, and I'd done the Web of Spider-Man stuff. Um, so if he, when he approached me with Transformers, initially I, I was not interested. I turned it down because at that point, you know, I just kept thinking it was a, it was a kid, a, a toy comic, you know? I was like, this is a kitty toy thing, and I don't want to do it, you know? And so, but then I just recently um, gotten a copy of Simon Bisley's ABC Warriors. Have you guys ever seen that one? No. I can't say that I have. Mm. It's, I, I, it's the only thing I just I stumbled upon it at, at my, my local comic shop. Um, and Bisley did, he did all the Lobo stuff for DC. Uh -huh. Beautiful stuff. Just really great, but very violent and very, you know. But, and those were all robots. And it was so violent, so dark and gritty with the splatter and the, you know. So when I saw that, I thought, okay, if I can do it like this, I'll do it. And so... I kind of talked to Rob about it, and he was like, yeah, I think we can do that. So that was why I signed on to do it, because cause I figured I could do play up that angle, you know, and it, would be, it wouldn't be a kitty comic, you know. I was trying to make it more aggressive, you know. Gotcha. It, it, it seemed like they, they, they incorporated that into the marketing for the comic, because I remember distinctly that uh, they marketed the Transformers Generation 2 as a, you know, the kind of more adult, more 
yeah. you know, less less kind of kitty black and white good and evil and more adult themes, adult well, stories. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just the first <laughs> issue, the top of it says, this is not your father's Autobot and his Optimus Prime with bullets in his head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah, so maybe so. I mean, I don't know if that if that came before I was brought on or if that was because of because of my drawings. I, I have no idea, but... Um, yeah, because they sent me some of the original Transformers, and they were very, very colorful, very bright reds and blues, and it was just so, it just was so weak. I just was like, I'm not going to do it if I have to do it like this. I have to, it has to have some grit to it, or I'm not interested, you know. So, um, so yeah, no, no, it, it was fun. It was, it was great. I was, I was happy that they let me get away with it. I think we all are. Yeah, <laughs> cool. So, uh, in in doing some research and getting ready for for our interview with you, um, we were looking at uh, the artist uh, Manny Gallon. I think is his name. Yes. Uh, it seems like he was brought on uh, and and started doing uh, a lot of pages there, uh, and tried yeah. really hard to copy your style too. Um, yeah, I kind of yeah yeah so. Yeah, which is fine. I, I had no beef with that at all. I mean, I took it as a compliment. Do, do you, I guess I guess our question is, how come he was brought in on the first place? <laughs> because I was so damn slow. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, I was, it was not my, you know, well, you, you guys are familiar. I don't know if you've seen what I do now, this whole crazy cartoon retro 50, you know, burlesque girls and Tiki and all that kind of crazy stuff. I mean, that's, Go ahead. That sorry. cartoon, uh, no, 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 probably uh, that cartoon stuff just flows right out of me, and that's that's really much more natural for me. So uh, I had to work my ass off to do the comic stuff, you know. And um, I, I pulled out a bunch of the old comics uh, this morning, and I've got them here in front of me, and uh, of the Transformers stuff, and uh, it's so it couldn't be more different than what I do now. I mean, it could not be, you know. Uh, and I enjoy doing it, and I'm proud of what I did. But it was it was hard. And, and around that time, I had gotten married and had my our first kid, and I was a stay at home dad. So you know, you know, I'm I'm changing diapers with one hand and trying to draw, you know, <laughs> make it draw with the other, and you know, so it, it was killing me. I mean, I was stressed, and I was, you know, but and I was working, and you know, the, the, I think that. The rule, as they told me, was if you can crank out a page a day, you're doing you're doing pretty good. And I and I was able to do that, but they were long days, you know. So, um, so I think I just kind of got behind, you know. And then I, I really, really wanted to just do the covers, you know, um, more than anything. And then I think, you know, it, I, I did like three or four or five pages here and there and different issues, you know. But I think that was it. It was just. You know, and also because I was doing the inks and the pencils, that oh, was sure. kind of killing me too. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. I was just kind of slow, so they had to bring somebody else in. I think we're seeing something similar these days with the the current Transformers versus GI Joe book, where Tom Scioli uh, is writing and doing all the art. And wow. in the last year that it's been out, I think we're up to seven issues. Yeah. So. You know, wow. doing so much work, I, I can see how it would just take, you know, longer. Yeah, yeah. And there are guys, you know, there are these the guys that are really good. That I mean, they they crank this shit out. I don't know how they do it, but I mean, I had to really, 
I had to really work at it. And I'm very, very anal and very particular. So I'm just, you know, everything had to be just right. And uh, so, I, you know, I, I didn't want to cheat any of it. So I would rather, I would rather be slow and be proud of everything I do than hit my deadlines and be kind of embarrassed that I didn't really work it out completely, you know? So, um, so you know, that. Well, I mean, we we definitely noticed because the uh, your the quality of your pages compared to Manny Gallon's were was definitely a, a level yeah. above. So, you know, the 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 work that you put in was definitely noticed. I mean, I think at least I remember back when I was when I was reading those issues in the '90s, being disappointed <laughs> when when you weren't on the book and and we uh-huh. had Manny Gallon. But, no sorry, disrespect man. to Manny Gallon. I'm at all. sorry. No disrespect to Manny. No, and if, you, if you're listening, Manny, God love you. We, you know, no hard feeling. No, no. Uh, no I, that's, I, I thank you. That I take that as a compliment. That's nice. But yeah, sorry, I was so damn slow. <laughs> can you can you share a little bit with us about what your your drawing process was back then and how it's changed today? Uh, yeah, um, it basically, this is, and this is kind of weird, and I don't know, I mean, uh, the way I would do it, and I don't know if this is the best way to do it, it probably isn't, but I would basically try to do a page a day. So I'd get my script, and I would go, all right, what am I work? What am I on? I'm on page 10. Okay, and what am I doing today? I'd get up in the morning and just, boom, and I'd look at that, I'd read through my page, I'd figure out in that page what was the most interesting visual um and i try to make that my biggest frame you know and i try and then the rest i would just kind of fill in around it you know um but i didn't i never sat and like read the whole story through you know i would just i would get up and i would just you know do a page and then the next day i'd get up and go all right what am i doing today and i'd do the next page you know and so um thankfully I, i don't think it lost cohesion you know because i didn't you know do it that way but um, and it didn't, they didn't seem to have a problem with it. So I guess it's okay. But, um, but that's what I would do. And it was just, you know, and back then, obviously it wasn't, I wasn't doing anything on computer, you know, it was all, you know, done on the, the, the Marvel paper. Um, yeah. And just, just pencil, just, just working it out. Um, a lot of times I would work off of the page on tracing pads and work out like, you know, poses and things like that. And then, and then work those in, put it on a light table and then put that on the, on the page and stuff, but just drawing and redrawing and, and piecing it all together until I had a, a complete page. And then nice. today, now a days, um, I still do almost everything I can do by hand. Um, because I mean, I, you know, when I started, there weren't, I didn't have, you know, when I was at, at college and uh, art, art school, um, they didn't have computers. I mean, we, it, the computers came in about two or three years after I graduated. Uh-huh. So, I mean, you know, so nowadays, I mean, I'm, I have clients that I'm doing logos or CD covers or whatever. Um, they, they need digital art. Um, but I mean, so I do all my pencils by hand, all my inks by hand, scan them in and then add my color and then, you know, create the digital file. But I'm a dinosaur. I still, I still love that feel of pencil on paper, you know, mm-hmm. that's how I, that's, so that's, that's still how I work. You know, I mean, I don't really see a reason to change at this point. 
How do you how do you feel about the whole digital solutions though the Wacom tablets the Microsoft services are you are you uh, do you do you find that that's uh, as true art as what you do I guess is what I'm asking yeah you know I I, I have no problem with it I mean it's not right for me and I've got a lot of friends that love those tablets <clears throat> everything from those damn things uh, and I played around with it it just feels weird to me I just can't. And I, I don't like it, so I, I don't do it. But, um, but you know, if you think about it, it's just a tool like anything else. So, I mean, as long as when you, when, as long as your finished product looks good, it, I, who cares how you get there, really? I mean, you know, it doesn't, you know, bother me. I mean, um, there is a lot of stuff though that I see that's done that's cold. You know, there's, I don't know. There's some something about when you do it by hand and it's starts as a pencil and you, and you do your, especially the inks, you know, by hand on board, it's just got life. I mean, I, it just, it just seems, I don't know, a lot of the stuff that's created all digitally from start to finish just kind of leaves me kind of cold. Um, you know what I mean? I like that human element and so much of what I do now, I do this crazy scratchy line that really gives me nice motion and energy, uh, and if I did the whole thing on computer, I don't, I don't think I could maintain that, you know? Sure. I think it would be, you know, lifeless. I totally understand yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. But uh, for people who, who, who can make it work, you know, have at it, Hoss. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> That's great, man. I, I got no problem with it. Cool. Um, whatever gets you, you know, whatever gets you to your deadline and gets you paid. Uh, Charles, you had a question? Yeah, um, I wanted to. You, you mentioned, uh, sorry, um, you mentioned a couple of times that you were using uh, Marvel paper. So there was a special paper that Marvel had had you had all the artists work on for uh, producing their comics. Yeah, they would send me they would send me a big stack of paper. Okay. Yeah, that I would that I would work on, and it's uh, you know the 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 page that I I sent to Yusuf, whatever the hell that page is. Okay. <laughs> does, does it say Marvel? Does, yeah. Does it say Marvel on the top? I think it does. I, I do I, think it does. I haven't opened it yet because I want to. I want to have the guy just take it out and frame it right there. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Was, so they would send me the paper, and I would just work on their paper. You know, but so a lot it, just, of like, it has the frame of the page on it. Yeah. Okay. So it's not. Is it? Was there any kind of? Is it a special paper? Like in terms of quality or anything, or just? Uh... It's real good paper. I mean, it's got okay. a nice, uh, yeah, it's in a, usually I'm pulling out from finding a, I'm looking at my, yeah, it does. It says Marvel Comics across it in illustration quality paper for regular comic pages. Yeah. Okay. Laced with adamantium. It's a real nice heavy paper card stock, you know, heavy paper, 100 pound with like a nice tooth to it. Okay. So yeah, oh, wow. it's good paper. You can erase the hell out of it and it doesn't tear. Oh, okay. Is, yeah. So, I yeah. learned something today. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so, if if you got the chance, if if IDW asked you if you would come back and draw an issue or draw a cover, would you would you be up for it in in either your G two style or your current style? Uh, I would do it if it was my my current. Style. Uh, but yeah, but I have really no interest in going back to drawing with a ruler, you know. <laughs> like, right. 
those days. Um, it was a blast, and I and I look back on it fondly. But no, nah, I have absolutely no no interest in doing but it. But you again. you'd be you'd be open to talking about it if you could do it in your current oh, style. Sure, sure, I would buy oh, the yeah. shit out of that book. <laughs> I'd buy the ass out of that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I would love to do it. It'd be fun. It would be similar to the thing I did, the sketch I did on the blank, the blank uh, comic that you sent me, Seth. Um, it, you know, that could be that kind of ridiculous kind of thing. You know? that, that ridiculousness is gorgeous, sir. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, so what are you, what are you currently working on right now? Uh, okay. I'm juggling a few things. Um, I just finished work on the uh, the newest uh, Brian Setzer Orchestra CD LP. I do oh, a Christmas. Nice. He does a he does a Christmas CD every year, and so so yeah, that was a really that's what that was that was a fun thing. So I just finished that. Um, working on I do a lot of uh, I mean, which I just kind of fell into it really the um, a lot of gallery shows. Um, so I do my 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 retro stuff and paintings uh, like acrylic on 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 uh, wood. Um, I just did a show, just finished a show in Australia, and I'm got a show at the end of the year in uh, Madrid. So, which is just it's crazy how this. I, I you know I really started doing the retro thing just because it's what I dig. You know I've I've got an old car and I collect old crap and old clothes and I'm just you know I'm kind of you know immersed in that whole that whole thing listen to you know rockabilly and old stuff mm -hmm. um so you know I, it's just uh yeah i mean I, you know so i i don't know i just i it, i don't know i lost my train of thought what, what, what we're talking about <laughs> what was the I, you were you were you're just it was uh what are you currently working on <laughs> oh got it sorry 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 uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, so yeah, the paintings. So I've been doing paintings for gallery shows and then I just, you know, it's funny because like lots of people, I did it just cause I like, I dig retro stuff and I'm amazed at how many people are like me that dig it. So it kind of took off. Um, so doing that, I'm working on a, a, a putting together a book of, uh, sketches, you know, sketchbook original thing, just a sketchbook book. Um, but yeah, you know, I've always got got something I'm, I'm i'm working on but you know that, that's kind of what i'm doing right now mostly paintings and, and then making prints and you know, doing the occasional cd cover and stuff that's really cool and and you know brian setzer is no small group to be doing a cover for yeah no it was yeah. a that's good it's it a good gig i was very happy to and it was funny because he had actually requested me and i was familiar with my work um Wow, which makes sense because we kind of run in that whole that, that retro circle, you know. So uh -huh. I wasn't surprised that he kind of seen stuff because I've done so much of that kind of crap. But, um, it's but cool. Yeah, I, it nice. I get those every year, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's good. Don't tell anybody I told you though, because they haven't even announced that there's. Be <laughs> so uh, we, <laughs> we might need to. Nobody listens to the podcast. We'll be fine. Uh, well, we got like three listeners. So. <laughs> Okay. Everybody who listens, shh. <laughs> yeah, don't keep it to yourself. Yeah. All right. Uh, I got a got a couple more Transformers questions for you. Okay. Um. So, were you at all interested in the Transformers toys, comics, or cartoons before you started working on the G two book? I, I wasn't. I think I think I missed it. I mean, I think by that time I was. 
I was in college and I was older and, and, uh, so no, I mean, I, I've always been a, a crazy collector of old, like, you know, Batman toys and stuff like that when I was a kid. Um, but no, I mean, I always thought the idea was genius, you know, toys that transform is just genius, you know? So I always thought they were really cool, but I never really had them or collected them or anything. So, Okay. Yeah, and that's and yeah, and when they offered me the gig, I wasn't really that excited about it because I didn't really, I didn't really follow it. I wasn't really into it. You know. Did you did you do any kind of R and D before you put pencil to paper, or did you just dive right in? I just dove right in. Um, okay. I just I, I I took all the the toys they gave me and I started trying to learn how to draw characters i mean they're so complicated I mean, they're fucking complicated <laughs> and so and trying to draw these guys i mean they're they're boxes i mean you know but and trying to give them life and movement and make them not look stiff you know give them some energy and some flow i mean it was it was tough so i think i spent you know probably a week or two just just drawing, you know, just getting used to all the characters and how they're drawn and the helmets and how it all works and how I was going to pull it off, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so, so yeah, that, that's kind of how I, I, I started, you know, but, uh, but I didn't really do, and that's the other thing is I didn't really do, <laughs> it was weird because I, I was really into comics and was every weekend at the comic shop and buying tons of comics, but, I hardly read any of them because I was always just about the art. So I was just, I would follow my favorite artists and I would just, you know, buy their, their things. And, 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 you know, some of them I would, but for the most part, I mean, I was just, you know, I was just buying for the art, you know? So I wasn't really, I wasn't really that interested in the storyline, which is terrible, you know? And when I would do conventions and, Kids would ask me questions about the stories. I had no idea. I had no <laughs> idea, and I would just, you know, fake it, and you know, but because it was for me, it was all just visual. It was just the visual. It was all I was obsessed with, you know. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. So one question, uh, I guess, one of the things in the Generation Two comics was that there was a group of characters that didn't have toys. So I was wondering uh, if you can, if you might remember where the, those designs came from. Did they give you some designs to work with? Like these, these were the second generation Decepticons, I guess, who were this wow. faction that had no toys associated with them. So what, what did you do in that case? Did you just come up with those designs or did you, did you get some, some guidance for that? I guess I got guidance. If there were, if there was a specific guideline I had to follow, I would imagine they sent me, they sent me uh, artwork. You know, okay. the, 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 the turnarounds, the, the, the character designs for me to follow. But, I mean, here and there I was able to, like, looking at these covers, I mean, a lot of times there's, you know, almost all of these, it's a, just, a, you know, it's just all kinds of violence and ass-kicking going on. And then and then in the foreground you'll see skulls, you know, with fangs and, <laughs> and weird stuff. And those kind of things I just made up, you know. Right. Uh, so... So anything that I could kind of work into it um, uh, and, and do my own thing with it, like issue nine, I think has got these crazy things that I just made up, these these robot things that I don't think were established characters, um, which I always loved because, you know, any artist 
most artists want to do their own thing, you know, instead of right. copying somebody else's uh, design or drawing somebody else's property, you know. Um, so I always welcomed that, you know. So whenever I could, and if they weren't specific about it has to look like this, here's the reference, then I would just do my own thing with it. Cool. Yeah, that's fun. Hello? Sorry, I was I was on mute. Oh. <laughs> I, lost you. I, I had a coughing fit there, and I didn't want that to bleed through. Goes off on me. Um, so I don't know I don't know how much you're aware of the current state of Transformers. IDW Comics right now owns the comic book rights to them. Um, have you? Who does? IDW. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I not, I'm not. I haven't been keeping up at all, really. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, what do you What do you think of the live action movies? Love them. Oh, my God. You know, how can you not love that? And that's why that's, that's you know, CGI. That's why that's perfect. That's the perfect use for that, I think. Um, oh, it's just it's fantastic, you know. And it's so funny, like, looking at thumbing uh, through some of these issues. And one of the biggest challenges for me was trying to figure out how to illustrate the transforming you know, how do you draw the damn thing transforming? It's near impossible. How the hell do you do that? You know, but all the moving yeah. parts and you can't, you know, that's, that can only be done in animation. You know, you can really only get that effect. So I would cheat at all kinds of different ways with silhouettes and, you know, just any way I could figure out how to do it. Um, so, but yeah, movie form, oh my God, they can, you know, every nut and bolt, they can, you know, move and manipulate. So beautiful stuff you know you guys how about you you guys dig it you guys like the movies not really <laughs> really okay really. Well, why i mean it's it's nice to hear your perspective on it honestly because yeah. you, you're, you're pointing out things that since we don't sit down and draw comics every day we don't we're not thinking about but yeah. you know i guess you, you're you you you've decided to spend your evening talking to a bunch of nerds who are uh, who are purists in a lot of ways and feel gotcha. that what Michael Bay has done to to our beloved franchise is nothing short yeah. of blasphemy. Well, there you go. All right. See, and you, you I, I know think... what that is too. That's because you guys are familiar with the storyline, so you should never right. read. Don't read. Read it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a strong reader. Yeah, no, yeah. You know, so I don't. I didn't know dick about it. I went in there just completely blind. And again, I'm visual. So for me, visual. You don't I care can, about the story. That's, that's <laughs> all I care about is the stuff getting smashed and broken. Yeah, I guess if you just look at the movies without paying attention to the story, it does. The visuals do kind of match up with your G two art in terms of the level of violence and stuff. We should try that. Yeah. We should watch the movies with Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon in the background. <laughs> there you go. That. Perfect. Yeah, I think Perfect. our issues with the movies are more, the, the actual Transformers seem to be an afterthought a lot of the time. There's not really character development. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, think about it, movies are a little different than the comics. I mean, you've got that, uh, you know, uh, comics, you've got that arc of the story that you can really, you know, you can really develop the characters and the relationships between the characters, whereas in a movie, I mean, you know, they, people want to two hours yeah. to do it all. They, yeah. they have a more general audience that they have to exactly. um, play to. Exactly. All right, uh, Derek, um, 
you have fans out there, Transformers and others. Uh, what conventions are you attending this year that you can talk about? Um, I'm doing uh, the, the only real convention convention I do is Dragon Con these days. I mean, I, every once in a while I'll do different ones. I've done WonderCon, which is in San Francisco, I think. And I did uh, Comic-Con in San Diego a couple of years. Um, but it's such a bitch, you know. It's just so hard shipping and, you know, and... and so Atlanta, I'm, I'm here in Atlanta, and, and usually they have me as a guest, so I get a free booth. and So I just, you know, it's great. I just set up and just, you know, people just walk up and hand me 20s. And so it's good, it's good stuff. Uh, and I love it. And it's funny how, how many, every year I have at least five or six uh, people come up with a stack of Transformers or Spider-Man or whatever that want them signed, you know, which I love. I don't mind doing that at all. Um but it is funny how people still know that track me down and know that I'm the guy that did this stuff. And so, hell, what was this, 20 years ago I did all this crap? So it's pretty amazing. But um, So it's neat. But I love those shows, you know, and all the stuff I sell now is all my, my current, uh, you know, retro vibe kind of stuff. Right. Uh, but it's fun. But um, I do a lot of shows that are um, not really cons, but uh, tiki shows or rockabilly events, uh so, um, I kind of break up my year. I try to mix up my year so I do a little bit of different stuff and, and get, you know, go to the uh, Lone Star Roundup in Austin. I've done that a few times and car shows and, you know, just whatever, but really more in that whole retro world, you know, that whole cocktail, rockabilly, hot rod culture kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you have any uh, standout convention stories? Um, well, uh, I was thinking about this one. Uh, it's not that it's not a great story or anything. It was kind of funny. I thought. I mean, I don't know. But some, some. Uh, I was do, when I when I was back in the day when I was doing these, um, and they would come through town at, to, for Dragon Con, and, and so I would sit at the Marvel table, you know, and sign and do stuff, you know. Um, but we had a, a, a panel, so they put us all in this room, and we're all sitting there and. And everybody's asking questions about it. And so this kid stands up and asks me what my favorite Transformer was to draw. And I said, I think my favorite has always been Gluteus Maximus. You know, which, you know, this is total stupid. <laughs> and so the kid's just looking at me like, what the fuck? Um, anyway, so that's the only thing I could really think of. You know, but so I was always goofing on it and not taking it seriously. So I don't think, I don't, whatever just my way gotcha <laughs> so you're you're outside the the comic book world right now you're doing you're doing the 1950s tiki retro art stuff yep was 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 there when you when you were in the comic book world was there a title you really wanted to work on that you never got the chance to or or one that you would like to work on now that you never got the chance to wow that's a good question um you know, I, the Spider-Man, Spider-Man was always my favorite. So when I got to do the web of Spider-Man stuff, I think that was probably the highlight for me. Um, but beyond that, uh, I don't think so. You know, it's weird. I had a kind of a love-hate relationship with it because I was really proud that I was working for Marvel and loved telling people that I was working for Marvel because the reaction you get is so really Marvel because everybody knows you know, Marvel. Um 
But so I think I liked telling people I worked for Marvel more than I liked actually working for Marvel. Um, <laughs> and again, it was hard for me, I and mean, I was busting my ass and and stressed about it and stuff. And so I, I didn't. It wasn't really what I wanted to do. I think, and it took me a while to really find what I really the niche that I really hit in. You know, um, because I went. I, so basically, I did this in my career repeatedly where. I would obsess over something. I want to do comics. I want to do comics. And so I was all hell-bent on comics. So then I got the got the gig with Hellraiser and then, you know, went on and did all this other stuff. Um, but then I got to the point where with Transformers, and Transformers was the last, I believe, was the last titles I, I did. It was the last stuff I did for, for Marvel. And then I got to a point where it just, like, a switch went off, and I went, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do something different. So then I, I just said no. I don't, And they kept, you know offering me stuff and I just kept turning it down um, and then I went from there to Cartoon Network um, which had, you know most of the most of the, the art is done in LA now um, I believe for Cartoon Network but for a while back then it was a lot of it was done in Atlanta so um, so it was great I and mean, that kept me really really busy um, but again I was drawing other people's property it wasn't mine, you know, it wasn't right. something I owned, you know, that I created, and I didn't have that freedom, which, I, you know, again, I think most artists kind of are looking for the freedom to do their own, you know, dance to the beat of their own bongos, you know, so, um, so then, yeah, I did, did Cartoon Network for about three years, and then the same damn thing was when I don't do this anymore, <laughs> and this, I'm doing this, and of course, my wife is, you know, what the hell are you doing? You know, <laughs> turning down work and not answering the phone. And, and so then, uh, you know, around that period is really when I started just scribbling and doing retro and trying and trying to trying to capture that 50s look, what it is that makes 50s look 50s or 60s look 60s and try to, with type and color and just the whole thing. So I became really obsessed with it and and just, you know, kept turning down all the work and built a tiki lounge in my in my basement <laughs> my wife would go to work every morning and we'd come back what the hell did you do today i built this tiki you know and it was like <laughs> <laughs> so i became obsessed with all that and then and then and but for the first time really as an artist i was happy you know uh kind of found my niche and was like this is it that's what i want to do you know so um so yeah i mean that's that's kind of i don't know why i've always done it that way but Hey, you found something you love, and you can make a living off of it. That ain't nothing. I know. I, I, it's crazy. I'm extremely, extremely lucky. So. I'm sure with the advent on, of the Internet, that's really made it easier for you to do what you want. Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And and, and, and not just in the U.S., but, you know, really all over the world. It's, it's, it's very funny to me how that whole 50s kitsch kind of thing is so popular overseas, you know? So it's funny, and I've kind of become the retro guy, you know? So if they want art for their cocktail event or rockabilly event, tiki event, they, you know, I'm the guy they come to, you know? So, yeah, it's worked out really well. It's unbelievable, you know? That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. So, sir, how are we, uh, how are we doing on time? We Okay. We're good. Yeah, I got nothing. Right. I got nothing going. So we're we're going to enter a line of questioning called rapid fire questions. Okay. How much time these, do I have? 
these are oh no it's not like that it's just these are just supposed to be real quick question and answer don't don't hopefully you're not hurting yourself trying to come up with an do i have to answer in the form of a question no okay good do i win any car uh we we don't have that in the budget yet but when okay. we do we'll make sure you're the first guest back on thank you you're welcome okay. all right here we go. Me. uh your favorite autobot or decepticon And who's your favorite Decepticon? Captain Megatron. I think that's our first Megatron, guys. Really? Yeah. I well, think so. And you know it'll be the, the G2 version. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Bloody oil dripping. And, yeah. <laughs> of, yes. The, of the live-action Transformers movies, which one is your favorite? One, two, three, or four? Um, honestly, I've only seen the first two, so probably the first one. Okay. And of the live action movies, who is your favorite? Megan Fox, Rosie Huntington Wheatley, Nicola Peltz, Shia LaBeouf, or Mark Wahlberg? Wow. That's a good question. Uh, gotta be Megan Fox. All right. What an actor. Yeah. It's her acting. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> She's very That's good at the acting department. Yes, the acting. Um, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Charles, but I believe uh, uh, your version of Sideswipe had a third-party toy made. Oh, no, it wasn't the third party. It was a Takara official version. Oh, Generation official. 2 Sideswipe. Okay. Oh. Yeah, it, well, it, with, it has with the... Yeah, the trademark uh, Derek Yaniger snarl on his face. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That's right. Some kid came to uh, Dragon Con or something and brought the toy, brought it and showed it to me. Oh, cool. Yeah, I was. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I, I think they made in Japan or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The the yeah, the. Yeah, yeah, it was it was the the company Takara is the, the 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 Japanese company that partners with Hasbro to make the toys. Yeah. Yeah. And not just the snarl, but the guns yeah, yeah, were yeah. from my drawings because I just made up most of the guns. I mean, I, didn't, I think I it was really... it was probably everything but the little um, sash with the bullets. Yeah, the bandolier. Oh, that's so crazy. Yeah. yeah, that kid showed me that. I was freaking out. I was like, "Oh, that's so cool!" I couldn't believe it. I tried to find one. I don't. I don't think I ever did. I kind of forgot about it. I guess. But yeah, yeah that, very cool. They didn't sell them in the states. You'd have to import them. Yeah. So I don't know. That's so cool. I don't know how big of a deal this was when you were working on, on Generation 2, but um, uh, third-party toys, are you for them or against them? Hey, tell, me, tell me what that means, third-party toy. You mean that, ones like that? The, the short answer is it's a, uh, it's, it's a Transformer made by, uh, that's not made by Hasbro or Takara. It's a, it's a third-party who can get away with the likeness. Oh, I see. But they're doing it kind of bootleg. I mean, they're doing right, it where right, they're right. not. It's not official. Uh, hell, I don't care if you can get away with it. And hey, if you're going to do it with snarl and my guns, have at it. Go. <laughs> I love it. Um, so. Cats or dogs? <laughs> wow, I have both. Uh, probably cats. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Come on. Chicken or steak? Ooh, wow. Chicken's better for you. Steak tastes better. Steak. 
<laughs> uh, Pepsi or Coke? I don't do I don't drink any of the I don't do the soft drinks. So but I got to choose one. I have to choose one. I have to choose yeah. one Coke. Okay. Well, you are in Atlanta. Yeah, I know. I know. So if you chose Pepsi, I think they might kick you out. <laughs> That's right. That's right. They're listening. They're watching me. Burger King or McDonald's? Again, I don't eat the I don't eat the shit. I don't eat the stuff. But if I had to, Burger King. All right. Because they spray that flavoring. They spray that smoky flavoring on it. I don't know what the <laughs> hell that shit is. It's not you know, it's not real. It's gotta be some kind of shit they spray on it. But yeah, Burger King. Okay. History or science? Science. Xbox or PlayStation? Damn, I got both of those too. Uh, PlayStation. Call of Duty, Battlefield, or Grand Theft Auto? Oh, Battlefield. Okay. Uh, PC or Macintosh? Oh, uh, PC. Uh, Which is weird. I, I know, because I would imagine most artists say Mac. I think it's kind of been a 50-50 split, honestly. In the olden yeah. days, it was all, everybody would ridicule you. They'd all laugh at you if they knew you were on a PC. And right. these days, Photoshop's on everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, iPhone or Android? Android. And what Android app can you not live without? Oh, oh, wow. Probably my Instagram app. Hooked on Instagram. Uh, Marvel or DC? Marvel, come on. And who's your favorite Marvel character? Spider Man. Stallone or Schwarzenegger? Oh, God. Oh, jeez. Uh, Van Damme. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's got to be. God damn, that's tough. Stallone. Stallone. Okay. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, Angelina Jolie, Ryan Reynolds, or Ryan Gosling? Scarlett Johansson. Okay. Twilight or Hunger Games? Oh, jeez. so funny, man. My daughter's watching Hunger Games, like, right now. Uh, <laughs> Hunger Games. I never even saw the Twilight. Pixar or DreamWorks? Oh, damn. Pixar. Star Wars or Star Trek? Oh, this is a biggie, boy. This, this, oh, battle rages on. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars. Star Wars. Uh, the Simpsons or Family Guy? Simpsons. Walking Dead or Game of Thrones? Walking Dead. Uh, the NFL, MLB, NHL, or NBA? NBA. Porsche, Ferrari, or Lamborghini? Ferrari. All right. And uh, blonde, brunette, or redhead? Oh, redhead. My wife's redhead. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that uh, pretty much wraps up all of our questions. Cool. Um, tell us, if, if somebody wants to buy a copy of your work, just wants to send you an email or whatever, how, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, the best way is probably, well, if you want to see my art, you want to go to DerekArt.com mm -hmm. and Derek is D-E-R-E-K, um, the correct spelling. 
Um, and, uh, and if you want to purchase anything, you'd want to go to mrretro.com. And then through those, you can email me if you, if you want to. Okay. Do you do any of the social media, Twitter, Facebook? I do. I do. I do. I do the Facebook and the Instagram. Okay. Uh, uh, Facebook, you can get me at Derek Art, and Instagram is Derek.Art. Okay. We'll uh, we'll be sure to put links to everything you're giving us on the website so that people That'd can find great. it out. That'd be too. great. And I'm like religious about Instagram. I post stuff just about every day. So I almost it. favorite everything you post every day. Oh, cool. Yeah, I was Thank just you. looking at it, and that the emergency diaper service, that, that latest thing you have up there, yeah. it, I can kind of relate having a, a baby in the house. Yeah, you know all about it, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my those my diaper, my ass wiping days are over. Well, <laughs> until I get about ten ten years older, then. Well, the, but then the, it's your kids get the the um, <laughs> they get to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's their turn. Yeah, I don't think they will. I think they'll just leave me laying in a pile of my own filth. Oh God! Oh, the children. So, sir, is there is there anything we haven't touched on? Anything you'd like to like to talk about? Anything, anything at all that that we were just too obsessed about Transformers to think about? No, no, you got you're good. You gave me equal time to blab on about my whole retro obsession. So, uh, no, that's it. You know, uh, that's it. You know, and I, t- I my to artists, to artists out there that are that are struggling and doing the thing keep doing it just keep drawing and keep doing it and you'll finally kind of find where you belong and and, and what really flips your switches you know so don't get discouraged keep going but you are going to have to kiss a lot of frogs and do a lot of crap you don't want to put your name on before you get there you know but uh keep doing it keep doing it but yeah that's it that's uh, that's awesome. I really, really can't thank you enough for your time this evening. It's really been a, oh. a pleasure and an honor to talk to you. And and uh, I, I truly hope that I get the chance to meet you one day at a convention or something. And I'm sure the other guys would like to, too. Yeah, um, no, that'd be swell. If, if if I'm ever somewhere where you're you're nearby, swing in, fall by and say howdy. Yeah. Heck yeah. There is a yeah, Transformers no, convention oh. in Charlotte this October. Charlotte, That's North Carolina. Right. Somebody asked me if I was going to be at that. Uh, I'm not far from Charlotte either. You know, I'm in Atlanta. That would be a hoot. Are you guys going to that? I am. Um, not sure about the other guys. Charles is going to try. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm trying to go. I haven't haven't firmed up my plans yet, but I'm I'm hoping to get down there. Right. He hasn't got permission it? from the wife yet. <laughs> ball, double ball. Yeah. What? What? When is it? Uh, it is in October. Let me check. October is my Madrid show, so I probably won't be going. October 16th through 18th. That would be fun, though. That would be a hoot. All right, I'll see if I can make a, if I can swing yeah. it. I mean, if you want contact information, we can um, we can pass your your information to some of the we we know some people that are connected with the convention. Oh yeah, I mean. Sure. I mean, I, I think they've they've contacted me in the past okay. and asked me about it. 
But um, so then they already had my info. But yeah, feel free. I mean, I'm always, you know, if I can swing it, I'll, I'll do it. I'm always looking for a reason to get out of the basement. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, but no, this was fun. Thank you guys. I'm, I appreciate you guys thinking of me, man. That was very nice. Hank, yeah, thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. Sure, man. Sure, anytime. All right, yeah, thanks so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Sure. Take care. You guys have a great evening. All right, you too. All right. All right. You too. Bye. 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 All right, that was a great interview with Derek Yaniger, the artist from Transformers Generation 2, the uh, early 90s comic we all enjoyed. So thanks again, Mr. Yaniger, for coming on the show and talking to us and Telling us a little bit about your time working on Transformers. We really appreciate it. Again, we'll have all his contact information in the show notes. So if you want to take a look at what he's doing now, definitely check that out. Yeah, he is truly active on Instagram and Twitter. Definitely, definitely follow him and show him your love. Awesome. Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> Instant correction. <laughs> Bullshit! I got him on Twitter. He's on Twitter. Fuck you. Okay, sorry. He, he mentioned <laughs> Facebook. Yeah, well, I'm sure he does Facebook too. I just hate Facebook. Anyways, Charles was saying. <laughs> All right, so uh, I think that'll wrap it up for this episode of Transmissions. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, again, we really appreciate your support. If you can uh, give us reviews on iTunes and Stitcher, give us those sweet five star reviews. That always helps bring visibility to the show. Share us uh, on all your social media. Tweet us. Uh, retweet our tweets. Share us on Facebook. Tell your friends and family about the show. Tell them to listen. Uh, we really appreciate that. And uh, again, uh, we want to thank all our Patreon and PayPal supporters who help us out monetarily and help us uh, give us the ability to bring these interviews to you. So uh, again, we want to thank you for that. And if you want to contribute you can go to our website and uh, support us on patreon or paypal we really we would really appreciate that and uh, don't forget to uh, check out our sponsor primetoys.net where you get collector grade toys without the collector grade prices and they do have the the g2 sideswipe with the Derek yanniger face on it or his his styled face not his actual face (laughs) right so you you can check get that for 65 dollars and then use our code um transmissions free over 50 and have free shipping and uh, also don't forget to uh, check out our petition to bring back the g1 cartoon as a comic we are really wanting we want to convince idw that there's a market out there for uh, more stories told in the g1 cartoon universe so uh, go and sign that position and help us make that happen and if you don't we're just going to bring this up again next week (laughs) and uh, i think that'll do it for transmissions so thanks again and we'll see you next time bye 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 (laughs) be sure to send daryl your asbestos relief funds at daryl at transmissionspodcast.com bye bye Thanks for picking up our transmissions. Give us feedback on our website at www.transmissionspodcast.com. There you can find all of our contact information on social media, as well as all of the links to our show notes discussed on each episode. 
You can also email us directly at feedback at transmissionspodcast.com.